Hello, this is Robbie Motter, the host of Diva Strategies for Success. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Robbie Motter, the host of Diva Strategies for Success, where each week I bring you a dynamic guest. And today my guest is Dolores Hirschman. And let me tell you a little bit about her. Dolores is a clarity and master coach. She works with entrepreneurs and professionals to break through obstacles and maximize the impact through their work. Her clients move them from overwhelm and lack of direction to clarity, where they design the necessary strategies and action plan to reach the next level of their business and career. In addition to writing her new book, New Beginning, she leads mastermind groups, workshops, and speaks internationally about the behind the scenes of reaching your goals. She focuses on the inner game to win the game of life. Her clients are successful professionals transitioning into the world of entrepreneurship, as well as entrepreneurs and thought leaders looking to reach the next level of success. Dolores is a writer in her first novel, New Beginnings, is available on Amazon. She also contributes regularly to Creating Christie's, what is the name of the magazine, Dolores? Creating Magazine as well as LinkedIn and other publication. She is a public speaker and runs workshop on a variety of topics. She is a TEDx organizer and participates in TEDx conferences. She is a CTI certified and ICF accredited coach and has a business degree from the Universidad of San Andres, Argentina. Originally from Buena Buena Irish, she speaks fluent Spanish, English, and French. She believes in pursuing your dreams and has recently come back from a six-month sabbatical with her family in South America. She lives in Dartmouth, Massachusetts with her husband and four children. Her, you can check out her for her book, New Beginnings. Go to www.amazon.com slash new-beginnings-novel-dolores-herschen, and that's H-I-R-S-C-H, M-A-N-N slash D-P slash 1497482240. And uh, she has a website, and I'm sure on the website when we're talking, she can tell you, and it's probably easier to to learn more about her book on her website. Welcome, Dolores. I'm so happy to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you, Robbie, for having me. I'm very honored to be here tonight with you. Tell me a little bit about yourself, as well as your role as a TEDx organizer. Yeah, so I, um, as you read, you know, I, I've, I'm a curious person, and I have traveled a journey of business and consultancy into coaching, and I really am fascinated by that that makes us work at our best. And so I, I work with professionals, as you mentioned, and I've done my own journey of self-discovery to understand what makes me, what makes me feel alive and what kind of work makes me um, be the most productive and the most efficient. And as far as the TEDx organized, it's something I've followed for many years. And a few years ago, I was wondering what it would look like to bring this kind of event to my local community. And I'm kind of the person that my husband says, I don't see the mountain in front of me. I just walk right past it. 
And so I applied to become a TEDx organizer, and I got my license. And this year, we're hosting an event in November that's going to be a big event for over 1,200 people. What I love about that is I get to talk to all the potential speakers that, that apply to speak and are nominated, and I'm exposed to amazing human beings who have pursued their dreams and accomplished amazing things for all of us, for the world, really. Uh, just this week, just last week, I spoke with an astronaut. I spoke with a doctor who's looking into um, holistic medicine. I've spoken with uh, an Egyptian woman living in the U.S. who takes a different perspective on diversity. I really love the opportunity that I have of being in contact with all these kinds of people. What is really great is the fact that you've got such a, uh, a variety of people that you deal with. You're able to help any type of business. So that is absolutely fabulous. How did you become a life and business strategist? So I um, so I, I, I was an entrepreneur for many years. I, um, I have four children. So I, when my third was born, I decided to leave my full-time job and, and create a job that would allow me to be almost like a mother full-time and an entrepreneur full-time. I worked from home, and I started a couple of businesses uh, that they all, all my businesses had a very specific social purpose. Um, and so I, I had many years of running my own businesses. And then after that, I, when I, when I um, uh, sold my last business, I moved on to being more of a consultant for startups. And what I found was that I could help them with strategy all day long. But if, didn't, if I didn't address what was stopping them, um, on a human level, on a leadership level, I couldn't help them grow. That's why I went into coaching. So what I have is I have a combination of a consultant and strategy and the coaching skills to shift people from what's stopping them to succeed. And so, it's, it's, and, and, I, and I work with my clients not as professionals, but as human beings, which means sometimes while they're working on their career, transformation or moving forward in the career, sometimes you need to address the human side of it. You know, if you're not succeeding in your personal life, it's very hard to focus on, on your professional life, right? You need to be kind of ra uh, rounded in the way you move forward. That is so true. What is the one thing entrepreneurs need to be, you know, need to do to be successful? I believe that success starts inside. Uh, meaning that it really, first, you have to be clear what you're going for. Almost envision. It's almost like a movie, a mind movie. You have to imagine yourself where you're going. And that exercise really helps you bring the, the, the what you're going for to a more realistic level. I believe that everything has an energy to it. So if you can not only envision, like, what, wherever your goal is, but also be in the energy of what that being in that place feels like uh, on a physical level, then you can actually have the clarity to start building the what I call the strategy or the, the action steps, right, to achieve that goal. And all that happens inside. Many entrepreneurs don't know this, so all their activity happens outside of their head. And so you might find someone who is very anxious or very um, 
hard to slow down, uh, hard to really think through because they need this constant movement because they can't find peace inside. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Or they move from one thing to the other and never really get straight in their direction. Yeah, yeah. And so, so it, it's like, you know, I, I love using the metaphor. You know, I have a client who said, well, I really want to, you know, my goal is to have a very big house. I said, what do you want a big house? Well, because I really want to host my friends and have parties and, you know, really have a house where people want to come to. And I said, oh, that's wonderful. So where do you guys hang out? Where do you, where do you gather with your friends right now? And he said, well, I don't have many friends right now. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, that's great. Why don't we focus on making friends first and the experience right. of that gathering before we spend all our time working full time to get the house, but no time spending with those friends that you want to fill the house with. That is what great advice. Uh, talk to me about life pur purpose. Everyone talks about living your life purpose. But what does it actually mean? And how does one find their life purpose? Yeah, so, I mean, I love the topic because there's a lot of conversation out there. Oh, you know, you have to do what you love and love what you do and all this stuff. And it's easier said than done. One of the things I love about life purpose is not, that it, it is not a doing, it's a being. So when I work with my clients on life purpose, we really want to understand who the person is all the time, not just at their job, but, but, you know, when they were little, what would they do all day? Like for me, let me tell you what my life purpose is. So I like, I like, you know, problems. Problems for me are, is a party because I'm the kind of person that I love solving mysteries, putting together puzzles, help, help someone figure it out, right? And I used to do that when I was two, when I was four, you know, I would be the one trying to sort, sort things out. So that is who I am. And so once you understand who you are all day long, not when you're not even trying, then the question becomes, how do you weave that of who you are into your day, whether at the office or at home? And so it's looking for the opportunities to allow yourself to be your who you are in essence the most of your day. That, that is very good advice. Well, how can people find out their life purpose? I and mean, where do they start? So, you know, it's um, one thing to say, I'm going to have a life purpose, but if they have no idea where they're going, they have to, have, they have to begin at the beginning. So how would they start? Yeah, yeah so th there's a couple of things. First, you know, is understanding what makes, what makes you tick. Uh, I do this a lot with my clients, finding their own unique values. And I have a lot in my website. You can go, there's a lot of free content that you can access with different ways to, to do some of the stuff through my blogs and, and some exercises that I have there. But basically, it's first understanding what your values are. When I, when I say values, I mean, you know, I, for example, one of the things I discovered about myself when I was uh, going through my training a few years ago was that I have a very strong value in adventure. For me, I need to have adventure in my life to feel really alive. And, you know, yes, for kids it's an adventure, but I, at the time I found myself in a very, you know, routine life. Um, and there wasn't much adventure. So I, uh, that clarity allowed me to design some things and experiences in my life that would fuel that side of me that wasn't being 
that I wasn't paying attention to. So understanding, you know, uh, what makes you feel alive is the first step, right? And then when you ask about life purpose, one of the ways I, I work with my clients is I, uh, um, I have them explain to me a moment where they feel um, fully alive, what I call the peak experience. You know, we all have these moments when we feel like we're floating, that, you know, we are all love and everything around us is perfect. Uh, it could be a significant moment like your wedding day, or it could just be one morning that you went for a run and it was a beautiful day. So it doesn't have to be like that big of a moment. It just has to be big for you. And so once we understand or we get that peak experience, we start kind of pulling it apart, understanding what elements were in that moment that made you feel like that. And so that's more understanding. It helps you understand more what you're made of and what elements do you need to have a peak experience. The other thing I use is a, is a, is a, is a little exercise is if you had a billboard, if you were given a billboard on a highway, what would you write, right? You know, what message are you dying to share with the world? And this is a very simple, short sentence. And the other thing I, I use to help people with life purpose is I, I have them make like a metaphor. Um, and some people are shy and, and they feel like, you know, I can't do this. It, it sounds too grand. But it is our life purpose after all. It can be small, right? Um, so the metaphor I use is if it, it's, it's like this. I am the blank space that or which uh, blah, blah, blah. So, for example, I like to solve puzzles, right, and, 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 and bring clarity. So uh, my life purpose metaphor is I am the light that brings clarity to people. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So how do you stay motivated and positive? So that's a big question because especially when you are running a business or you're leading a team and you are not having a good day but you're walking in the office and everybody's looking out to you to almost set the pace, right? Um, so for me, there's a couple of things. I, I believe that self-care is one of the most important things that any human being should engage in, but especially entrepreneurs, leaders, and really mothers, you know, um, because you might feel selfish to take care of yourself, but if you have nothing to give, if you have nothing inside, you have nothing to give. So self-care, and what I mean by self-care is understanding what you need to be at your best. I actually just shot a video on this today, and, you know, for me, I need fresh air. I need exercise. I need to sleep a full, a full night. I know that, you know, none of this, uh, if, if, if I don't have these elements in my life, I get grumpy. I get, you know, I, I, I just don't function well. And the other part of staying motivated is... There is something to be said about designing the thoughts in your mind. We all have saboteurs. It's part of life, part of who we are. Those, and what I mean by saboteurs is those voices in our head that tells us we're not enough or that it, this is not going to work or people are going to make fun of it or whatever it is that your, your recurrent conversation is. And so one of the ways I work with them for myself and for my clients is First of all, acknowledge those, those voices and say, okay, I get it. You think I'm not enough, but look at all that I have accomplished so far. 
So, you know, it's important for each one of us to understand what is true and what is not. When we are allowing the saboteur to run loose and take control of our thoughts, and when it's, you know, it's something that we need to pay attention to. And so one of the ways to stay focused and stay motivated is to, every morning, one of the exercises I do is, what have I accomplished since yesterday? Simple things. It could be like, oh, I put away all the laundry. You know, it's not a big deal, but it's important. Or I closed a new client, or my client got the job that they were looking for. You know, what have I accomplished since the day before? And writing those down at the beginning of the day really sets my mind into what is possible versus what is not possible, what is wrong, or what's bringing me down. I think that works. I, I do a gratitude journal every day of the things I'm yeah, grateful for. Cool. And what, what ends up happening is whatever things didn't go right, the gratitude stuff outweighs it, so you forget about the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, because, uh, Robbie, I think you probably agree with me. It's all about how we set our mind and how we set it to to raise our vibrations and raise our energy. And you know right. how this works. You know, our happiness is as contagious as our sadness. So if right. we walk out of our house into our job, into our life with a smile and an attitude of of positivity and happiness, we will attract that back, and and we all have these days. The day that we walk out of our head, our our houses, you know, grumpy or late or whatever, and we rush through the things and we don't smile at the cashier, we get that back. You know, whatever we put out, whatever energy we put out, is what, what we get back. You know what I love is I love to and I always tell all my NAFI members to smile at a stranger because it just might mm. make their day. You know, and it does. Usually when you smile at someone who maybe didn't have a smile on their face, they usually start smiling back and all of a sudden you've changed their negative energy into positive energy. Do you agree? Uh, absolutely. And I, I will take it one step further. So my husband has very good eyesight. I don't. Uh, and I'm very jealous of him for this. But he can read people's tags when, you know, when you're in a restaurant and the waiter has a tag with a name or at a cashier or whatever you're being helped. So he can read people's names. And so he will always, always make a point of saying, thank you, John, for you know, bringing me my tea. Or uh, thank you, Julie, for your help today. And you have no idea. I've observed this for many years. I've been married for 18. And their faces lead, lit up when he acknowledges them by name. It's amazing. Yeah, I agree with you. That is really a great deal to do. So how do you deal with setbacks and when things don't go as planned in your life? Well, you know, this, this, it's very similar to what we were talking about, the saboteur, and it's, uh, it's, it's putting things in perspective, right? It's understanding, okay, this didn't go as well. What did I learn? What can I take out of this experience? You know, one of the things I've, I think that it, this comes with age, I'm now 43, um, I don't go for perfection anymore. I, I love creative, I am a creative person and creative opportunities are something I really cherish. So when the cake burns as I was baking and I have guests, it's like, okay, what can I do now? Um, when the client didn't show up and, you know, and I wasted time preparing, I was like, okay, so what, 
what can I learn from this? How can I restructure this? So as long as you use, you know, those setbacks as learning blocks or learning milestones, you know, it, you can't go wrong. Of course, it's not fun. And of course, you know, you wish things worked well all the time. But I have to say, Robbie, one of the things I've learned in this, in, in, especially in my, my work, is whenever something doesn't really go exactly as planned, I smile because um, I, it, it always aligns for a reason. Let me give you a very simple example. A few weeks ago, I had a workshop on a day that usually I have a client first thing in the morning, and I was dread, not, not dreading, but I really try very hard not to change my client's schedule, because, especially clients that I have recurring. And I was thinking, oh, I have to remind myself to tell this client that I can't make it next Wednesday. And before I even said that, I, um, the client came to me and said, oh, by the way, next Wednesday I'm traveling so I can't meet. So, you know, I, I don't know if there's really such setbacks as the universe arranging things the best way possible. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, we, we are down to about nine minutes. So I want them to tell, tell them more about your website, what you have on the website, what your website address is, and how can they connect with you. Yes, thank you. So my website is DoloresHirschman.com. I'll spell it out. It's D-O-L-O-R-E-S-H-I-R-S-C-H-M-A-N-N.com. And so in my website, you're going to find a few things. First, I have a very active blog. I blog both on my website as well as on LinkedIn. Um, and you will also find a link to, uh, to Amazon to, to get my book. Um, uh, there's a couple of videos, there's a few things like how to give a TED Talk, um, free class, um, a quiz on how to find your balance, how, how balanced your life is, um, some exercise about finding your voice. All these are free resources you can find in my website. But the one thing I wanted to give your audience, Robbie, because I'm just so grateful for having me here tonight is... I want to offer your audience an opportunity to book a free consultation with me. And you just go on my website, and on the top right, there's a book time link, and you just click there and find um, uh, uh, and schedule the time that we can meet. Because I really, you know, I really love connecting with people, and and if I can help, I'm 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 there. I'm sure with all your experience, it'd be a great experience. So let me ask you, I know you said you, you have a family of four. So how yes. have you managed yes. raising, because you know, in today's world, so many women are balancing many things. So how have you managed raising a family of four with the demands of a full-time job? So I am very, very good with my time management. I've worked from home for about uh, 10 years now. And, um, I, I delegate some things so that I can maximize my time with the kids. And um, the moment that, so I, my kids are all young. They are nine years old to 15. So they're all at home and they go to school full time. So the moment the kids get out of the house at 8 a.m., I am in my computer working. And I finish my day um, some days around 3 o'clock and some days around 4.30. Depends on their schedule a little bit. But um, I... I, you know, I am very focused with my time, and I do have, you know, I, I do believe that m women can have both. Um, it takes some creativity to figure out a good balance. 
I have a husband that is a partner, so he supports me, and we share the responsibility with the kids. Sometimes when I travel, we, you know, we coordinate our schedules like any working uh, couple does. We coordinate our schedules, so if I'm traveling, then he's home and vice versa. Um, and if I can't do it all, then I don't. You know, I used to have... At first, when I first got married, if I, you know, if the house wasn't in perfect shape, I would get very stressed. Now, I have the kids help me. Everybody pitches in. And if they're nine-year-old, the bed is made but not perfectly made, that's okay. <laughs> that's good. You're also teaching them values, too. Let me ask you this. Yeah. How did you get the, tell us a little bit about your book, New Beginnings, and how did you get the idea to uh, write it and what will people learn from your book by purchasing it? So, so let me just start with your last question. New Beginnings is a story about reclaiming yourself. The main character is a mother of three and she kind of lost herself in the process of motherhood and raising her family. And it's, a, it's kind of a fun journey of this woman witnessing this woman reconnect with herself and in some ways falling in love again with herself. Um, the interesting part of this book, Robbie, is that I was challenged a few years ago to do NaNoWriMo. I don't know if you've heard of that, but it's called National Novel Writing Month. And they have this crazy thing when you, it's a nonprofit and you sign up, it's free, and then you commit to write a book in 30 days during the month of November. So every day you have to write, I think, about 2,000 words or 1,600 words. So I decided to do it. And every day I sat at my computer and I gave my computer two hours to write this 2,000 words. And I didn't really have, you know, I had a little bit of an idea, but I didn't have a full story. I allowed the story to come through as I put, as I gave the time to the, to the writing. And I, I, I'm being honest, this story evolved in the process of writing it. Um, and the thing that came up at the end um, I mean, one of the things, so when you're in NaNoWriMo, you get all these emails to encourage you to keep going. And one of the emails I got, I think, on week three was, are you getting tired or bored of your story? Then have something happen. You know, someone can die or someone can fall in love or whatever. So it was just an interesting way of adding a twist when you were not expecting it. So I do believe that this story is something that I allow to evolve and that the characters, as they evolve and I develop them in the book, they took life and led the story. I know it sounds So like what is that called? Story. National Noble Month? National Novel Writing Month. Oh, Novel. Novel Month. month. Yeah. yeah, okay. National now, we are down to four, four minutes, so I want to tell people how they can email you and your website again. So my email address is D, as in Dolores, H, as in Hirschman, at DoloresHirschman.com. And the website is www.DoloresHirschman.com. I'm going to spell that out. So www.D-O-L-O-R-E-S-H-I-R-S-T-H-M-A-N-N.com. And you, I'm, I'm in Facebook. You have, I have a Facebook page. I have LinkedIn. And I use Twitter at Diglar8, D-G-L-A-R-8 is my Twitter. Um, so, and TEDx New Bedford here in Massachusetts is what I am organizing for November 6th. And I'm very excited. Let me ask you. Good. 
I, I also heard that you do go out speaking. How far of an area do you travel to speak? Well, as you said, you know, I do, I'm fluent in Spanish and in English and in French, and I do travel quite a bit to uh, home to Argentina. So I've spoken in Argentina. I've spoken here in this East Coast, New York, um, and, uh, and I, I do go to West Coast sometimes. No, it's the East Coast. But okay. my friends so, are all over the world. Okay. Europe. All right. Well, we're down to 90 seconds. And so I want to thank you so much for being my guest today. It has been just fabulous. And we will talk again soon. Thank you. Thank you thank so much you. for having me, Robbie. You too. Bye-bye now. Bye.